0: Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We got lots to talk about this weekend, and we hope you join us for this hour and perhaps yet another hour. We've got two hours to share vital information with you, and our number is 877-726-8255. You can call in with questions or comments. We're glad to hear both. But we got a lot of material to share with you. It's been a busy week on the health front. We're going to talk about uh, COVID. We're going to talk about uh, long COVID. You know, unfortunately, still on the agenda to talk about COVID as it seems to be surging in different parts of the world. And uh, there seems to be... Pick up in cases, 877-726-8255 for calls. And uh, we got lots of information about uh, the best of natural medicine and the best of high-tech medicine. We call that intelligent medicine, putting those all together for you. All right. Um, there's a woeful lack of knowledge by doctors about nutrition. And this has popped up in surveys uh, doctors receive very, very little instruction in terms of nutrition and very little, almost negligible amounts on nutritional supplements. I certainly didn't learn about nutritional supplements in medical school. We had a couple of lectures on uh, diet and nutrition, uh, but uh, there's very, very little on that subject in medical school. And then, of course, uh, the postgraduate period where sometimes doctors uh, labor for years and years. It may take uh, seven to ten years to become a specialist, like uh, a plastic surgeon uh, or someone uh, who specializes in a field like cardiology, gastroenterology, you name it. Uh, A lot of years of postgraduate education, but uh, virtually nil in terms of instruction. On nutrition, and and you experience that uh, when you see your doctor. Sometimes you'll uh, pull out some supplements you're taking, and the doctors will uh, usually look askance at them and say, "Well, there's no proof that these really work," uh, or uh, a more honest admission: "I really don't know about those." And so uh, you're getting very little guidance from your conventional doctors. So into that vacuum comes an effort by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration in cooperation with the American Medical Association, the AMA, uh, to provide information to doctors about dietary supplements. The program is called Dietary Supplements, What Physicians Should Know. It's a series of three 10-minute videos, now that's hardly enough, uh, that actually provide uh, uh, additional credit for physicians because they need credits to recertify uh, their medical licenses and their uh, uh, board certifications. And it's part of the FDA's new Supplement Your Knowledge campaign, which sounds very benign, Uh, it's designed to give practitioners, quote, a deeper understanding of dietary supplements. So this, uh, this is ostensibly good, right? Well, a little background on this is that the AMA, the American Medical Association, I'm not a member of the American Medical Association. The vast majority of doctors are not members of American Medic, of the American Medical Association. The American Medical Association, uh, is notorious for recently, uh, issuing a statement calling for uh, medical discipline and potential de-licensing of doctors who give out misinformation or disinformation about COVID, whatever that might be, maybe doubting the efficacy of vaccines or pointing to harms of the vaccines or suggesting that perhaps not in all circumstances should people be masking. Uh, these uh, might be construed as misinformation. Uh, Also, the AMA does not derive most of its revenues from doctors signing up to become members of AMA. Uh, Most of their income comes from elaborate codes that they put out for reimbursement. They sell these code books, which are no longer physical books. They're software to doctors' offices and hospitals so that they can code appropriately for insurance reimbursement. That's a major source of revenue for uh, AMA. Uh, so the AMA doesn't necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of the vast majority of doctors in the United States, and yet they're a going entity. When it comes to the FDA, Uh, This is something that I I didn't know until recently, is that the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, is a government agency. But unlike many government agencies, they are primarily funded not directly by taxpayer money. Yeah, there's some money uh, from the federal budget that goes into the Food and Drug Administration, but they make most of their money. From the drug industry. The drug industry has to pay to play to get their products evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. So uh, essentially, there's a there's a financial bias built into the structure of FDA. They're all in to the pharmaceutical industry whose drugs uh, they approve. Uh, often at uh, high costs in terms of payments by pharmaceutical companies to the FDA. So here's this collaboration by the FDA and the AMA. Well, it, look, I, I I was optimistic about it because at least it's a try to fill a, a needed gap, which is no knowledge virtually about supplements. So uh, what um, they intend to do, supplement your knowledge resources will help provide consumers and healthcare professionals with facts to make informed decisions when determining if they want to use or recommend dietary supplements. Okay, that sounds well-meaning. and um, But uh, when you look at this, and I, I'm uh, looking here to review in Holistic Primary Care, you can find it at holisticprimarycare.net, of this um, new Dietary Supplements, What Physicians Should Know series, is that it is heavily biased against supplements. Uh, It's not really informative. It doesn't talk about the benefits of supplements. It doesn't talk about all the stuff that we talk about for hundreds and hundreds of hours here on Intelligent Medicine. It mostly emphasizes dangers and perils associated with supplements. Uh, one of their main messages, dietary supplements are not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, mitigate, or cure diseases. That's a direct quote from the Shea, which is the Dietary Supplements Health Education Act, which governs the marketing of vitamins. And, uh, they say that, um, doctor needs, doctors need to know that supplements should never, ever be taken as a meal substitute. As if the millions of Americans who take supplements are, are not attempting to eat well. That's a, a shibboleth uh, that is often perpetuated in an argument against supplements. Could people, you know, uh, eat crappy food, don't exercise, smoke, and then they take supplements to mitigate the ill effects of their lifestyles? Well, that's maybe the case, rarely, but the vast majority of people take supplements are health conscious individuals. Um, they also note, correctly, that combining dietary supplements with certain prescription and over-the-counter medications could have dangerous and even life-threatening consequences. But that is so rare. They cite examples like taking vitamin K with the blood thinner Coumadin. Well, but they can be taken compatibly. It just takes a little bit of supervision and tweaking of the dosages. Uh, St. John's Wort, for example, can have an impact on some medications. Uh, and fair enough. Uh, but... Um, The converse is certainly true. Many drugs deplete important nutrients, and that should be part of any module that uh, informs doctors about uh, the usefulness of supplements. Uh, Also, they talk about how uh, certain supplements can interfere with lab tests. One classic example is high-dose biotin that some people may be taking for hair, skin, nails, and or diabetes. And biotin at high doses can sometimes interfere with diagnostic tests. So if you're about to take a Blood test for your doctor, maybe skip the biotin for 48 hours before. But that's a rare instance. And keep in mind that FDA-improved drugs cause roughly 1.3 million adverse events that are serious enough not to just get reported or people get a tummy ache, but they're serious enough to warrant emergency room visits. And But this has never prompted the FDA to warn people about the lack of safety of drugs. So, uh, they of they, they frequently intone, did you know that dietary supplements aren't improved by the FDA, which is a pitch for more, uh, control and legislation and regulations that uh, make it more difficult for the supplement industry to offer products of high quality to Listeners like you. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, that effort that's underway in Congress because uh, this is a critical moment for the supplement industry and for supplement users, physicians like myself who prescribe supplements because coming down the pike are regulations that could severely limit your access to supplements of your choice. So, uh, you know, they uh, they have a lot of resources, FDA and AMA. They're, They're flush. With money, and they could have offered something useful for doctors and consumers. And yet they chose to take this path, reflecting their anti-supplement bias. And once again, that is a disappointment. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements... You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com. What do you picture when you think of aging well? Daily energy and vitality, a healthy sex life, maintaining your ability to heal and regenerate? Berkeley Life is dedicated to making these visions a reality. Their supplement supports nitric oxide levels, a foundational molecule, supporting a healthy cardiovascular and circulatory system. It's never too early to start aging well. Head to agewellbl.com slash Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman for 10% off. Off your first order and free shipping. That's agewellbl.com/slash Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. Fish oil provides the vital omega 3s EPA and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra pure omega 3 solutions, including a nutrient dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra pure omega 3 solutions. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255. If you want to get in on the conversation, we had a question, a comment, you're welcome this hour or next. Feel free. By the way, that number available to you 24-7, so if you're busy in a car and you can't make the call right now, 877-726-8255 will get to get you to a voicemail. You can record a question that we'll answer on a subsequent edition of Intelligent Medicine. Okay, so... um here are the facts about pharmaceutical industry involvement with politicians and with the FDA. The FDA, an agency which is there to regulate the pharmaceutical industry and which wants now more purview over supplements. Uh, Small wonder, because here's the figure, 46% of the $6.1 $6.1 billion budget of the Food and Drug Administration, 46% or $2.8 billion is paid by pharmaceutical industry user fees. In other words, pay to play or you know, register and uh, file for uh, FDA review. Uh, so in effect, uh, the um, the fox is mining the, mining the hen house. And then when it comes to uh, politicians, uh, I have here from Open Secrets uh, a list of legislators who receive pharmaceutical contributions, and they all receive pharmaceutical contributions. These are only the top uh, 15 or 20 that I have here. And um, we also have to take into account the fact that a lot of members of Congress, members of state legislators have stock in pharmaceutical companies that they regulate. So talk about a conflict of interest, right? And they may get a heads up on legislation that could positively or negatively impact their stock portfolio. So when it comes to contributions from the pharmaceutical industry, the uh, champion is Charles Schumer, a Democrat from New York in the Senate, who received $282,890 from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, but, by the way, this is not a partisan thing because there are a lot of Democrats here, but a lot of Republicans, too. Um, for instance, uh, uh, Kathy McMorris from Washington received $258,910 from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, Raphael Warnock, newly elected in Georgia for the Senate, uh, $224,391 uh patty murray who along with dick durbin is spearheading a bill to regulate the supplement industry have them pre-register uh, which is an onerous burden on the supplement industry and may preclude the innovation that brings you new products all the time well she received uh $169,670 from the pharmaceutical industry. And on and on it goes. I mean, I could read you these numbers. They'll just knock your socks off. We're talking uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars going to congressional candidates and office holders. And then you have the state legislators, and that's a whole other bag. So um, the, um, the call to action here, and something that I'm behind is our SOS campaign stands for support our supplements because Congress is on the cusp of enlarging FDA's purview over supplements. And it's truly an all hands on deck moment. Uh, the bill is now moving rapidly through the Senate and it's, it's a bill that authorizes the FDA to keep getting money uh, from pharmaceutical industries. And that bill has to be passed every year because the FDA would fold if they didn't get those money. So that the routine passage but as a rider they're trying to put in uh some language about regulating the supplement industry totally inappropriate because it has one thing has nothing to do with the other but that's a way that you you know a bill that's got to pass you put a rider on it and it's going to pass. Uh recently kind of interesting development uh Senator Barr Burr from I think he's from Tennessee has dissented from that position. And so there's a little pushback against that possibility, so we still have a chance. Go to drhoffman.com slash A&H, stands for the Alliance for Natural Health. They're fighting for our opportunity to utilize supplements of our choice. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine.
1: What's your age? That's A-G-E. Aged garlic extract, that is. For over 50 years, Cayolic Aged Garlic Extract has been offering men and women of all ages, and with different health concerns, an odorless, organically grown, clinically researched garlic extract supplement tailored to their individual needs. Visit your local natural health and wellness retailer and discuss which Kyolic AGE formula is best for you and your lifestyle. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Formulas are available at fine natural health retailers nationwide, also online.
0: Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number. That number available to you 24-7. You can record a question uh, anytime you like and we'll take it up on our subsequent program. Uh, Okay, something I've been talking about since the very beginning of the pandemic is uh, the impact of lifestyle, diet, uh, supplements, stress, uh, sleep, uh, clean air, clean water, uh, etc. Underlying fitness on the outcomes of COVID in the United States, because, well, we had Operation Warp Speed to develop a vaccine Vaccine, which initially worked pretty well against earlier iterations of COVID, but now appears to be, to have petered out in terms of its effectiveness. You get some transient immunity that may last for a few weeks after a booster, but uh, it's not long lived with the new Omicron variants. And then there are the medications, Paxlovid, uh, et cetera, the Merck drug. Uh, Molnupiravir, and uh, those medications uh, also have limited effectiveness against Omicron. So uh, the monoclonal antibodies, which proved useful in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the majority of them uh, don't work against Omicron. I think there's still a couple where they might be worth a whirl uh, if you want to prevent severe disease, if you have an underlying comorbidity. And that's what we're talking about here is comorbidities, things that make people more likely to get four plus sick and die of COVID. And that uh, has been a theme that's been underappreciated throughout the pandemic with our emphasis on vaccines and boosters and masking and lockdowns and quarantines and social distancing uh, and whatnot. Uh, plexiglass barriers that don't really work and so on. So... Uh, there's a wonderful new article, and I'm actually going to interview the author this week. So you're in store for a treat. If you listen to our podcast, you can go to drhoffman.com and download our podcast there. You can subscribe to our usual podcast services, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. There are a lot of ways to obtain our podcasts. You can listen to them at your own discretion. You don't have to make a radio appointment, like for a live program like this. Although this program also becomes a podcast uh, on Mondays after we um, record it. So uh, the study is entitled Mapping 1 Million COVID-19 Deaths and Unhealthy Lifestyle Behaviors in the U.S. It's in the American Journal of Medicine, just out. The author, Ross Arena, Dr. Arena is someone who we interviewed, uh, during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, and now he's back with this new blockbuster article. And what he essentially does is he, um, he, he superimposes a map of COVID outbreaks, COVID severity, COVID hospitalizations and death, uh, over a map that reflects obesity rates in America, rates of hypertension and diabetes, uh, sleep deprivation, and so on. Because we have statistics for this on a state-by-state basis. And there's almost a perfect match when you superimpose COVID severity and death on all these lifestyle factors. And so what he refers to this as um, is a syndemic. He says the U.S. is experiencing not a pandemic, but a syndemic, specifically on unhealthy lifestyle behaviors, chronic diseases, COVID-19, syndemic. They all come together. And he claims that the syndemic has almost certainly significantly contributed to the more than one million deaths the U.S. has experienced during the pandemic. You know, the U.S. has gotten hit harder than virtually any other country. And we're not the most populous country, and we have ostensibly the best medical system. We have access to more doctors, more drugs hospitals, and so on. And yet, we may lead the world in unhealthy lifestyles. And that has been uh, the wake-up call of COVID. And I actually wrote uh, a lengthy treatise on that subject, which you can get at drhoffman.com. It's called Immune Reset. And uh, it goes into all the factors that may be involved in supporting immunity, including various nutritional supplements that should play a role in making it less likely that people will succumb to COVID. So uh, this um, is a landmark article, and he also ties this into inequities. He says there's a race and social justice component to the present, present syndemic, such that individuals in underserved communities are being disproportionately impacted by poor COVID-19 outcomes. We know this from statistics. Uh, and uh, But... Oh, by the way, uh, poorer areas that uh, consist largely of minorities uh, often experience more chronic disease, obesity, hypertension, diabetes, and this may be attributed to poor diets and unhealthy living behaviors, okay? It's, it's not confined to people of color, I mean, there are places in uh, Appalachia where poor whites uh, are in very very bad condition. West Virginia, for example, uh, leads the country uh in rates of obesity, poor quality food abounds. And so uh there there's there's a very very important way that we can address COVID-19 beyond these high-tech innovations that we hope will deliver us from the pandemic. Um he Dr. Rena writes. Uh, Authors have referred to the COVID nineteen pandemic as a wake up call for lifestyle related preventable conditions, and we could not agree more. As such, a major pathway to defeating this syndemic is through the promotion of healthy living behaviors for all. We'll, we'll, in effect, kill two birds with one stone because far more people die of these degenerative diseases that are entirely preventable with diet, lifestyle, um, exercise. Uh, These are, these are medical conditions that came well before COVID. And COVID just was the tip of the iceberg, knocking off more vulnerable individuals, uh, who had risk factors for severe disease. He writes, now is the time for action appropriate to meet the demands of a syndemic and a new path forward to a healthier and more equitable future. So I'll be interviewing, uh, Dr. Ross Arena on um monday's podcast which will be available to you later this week 877 726 our number well here's something that can make a difference in terms of health outcomes it's a universal requirement omega-3 fatty acids and as a listener to intelligent medicine you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s epa and dha that support cardiovascular brain nerve vision immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. You'll definitely find what you need here. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option, Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency, which is important. I use Vital Nutrients myself, and I recommend Vital Nutrients to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992, or go to vitalnutrients.co, not .com, it's vitalnutrients.co. Co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the vital nutrients line of ultra pure omega 3 solutions. You'll find something right in your wheelhouse there. 877 726 8255, our number. And, um, here's an interesting article, uh, which looks at, on the theme of, you know, what are some of the risk factors for severe COVID? Could there be some lifestyle, dietary factors involved? And it's an interesting study of 205 individuals entitled Association of Periodic Fasting with Lowest Severity of COVID-19 Outcomes in the SARS-CoV-2 Pre-Vaccine Era. In other words, before the vaccines were introduced. So basically, there's nothing you could do but cross your fingers and toes and hope for the best. Uh, And... They looked at 205 individuals. Now, where are you going to find 205 individuals who fast routinely? Well, you know, uh, Muslims fast during Ramadan, and there are fast days. Jews fast on Yom Kippur, but that's, you know, infrequent. And uh, there are yeah, a couple other fast days in the Jewish tradition. Uh, there may be some uh, elements of Christianity that call for fast days. Uh, perhaps certain religious orders, there's more fasting, but the vast majority of people don't fast. So where do they find a bunch of people who fast routinely? Uh, they went to Utah and they looked at LDS folks, Mormons. And I don't realize this, but there's routine fasting as a part of the devout Mormon tradition. And what they found is that, uh, there were better outcomes in terms of COVID-19 among these individuals. Uh, the conclusion was this observational cohort study found that routine low frequency periodic fasting for an average of greater than 40 years, because these people have been doing it through their entire adulthood consistently, was associated with a lower risk of COVID-19, lower risk of hospitalization or death after COVID-19 diagnosis. And they also looked at certain things in the blood of these individuals. And they found that uh, fasting controls inflammation. It, it dampens the cytokine cascade. Uh, you ever hear of cytokine storm? That's the way that people go downhill fast with COVID. It's like their body goes into an inflammatory meltdown. Uh, also, fasting enhances autophagy, which is the body's cleanup mechanism, It switches the source of energy from glucose to fats, which is a more reliable source of energy. And uh, it increases free fatty acids that are beneficial for blocking the binding of the spike protein for ACE2, which is the binding site for uh, the COVID virus. So in addition, fasting also reduces insulin resistance And it may minimize those cardiovascular risk factors that are associated with worse outcomes of COVID, such as the risk of heart failure, coronary artery disease, and insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes and obesity. The fasting may work through a variety of pathways to improve things. And you know the old saying, feed a cold, starve a fever? Well, the body, when you're seriously ill, you don't want to eat. I mean, yeah, a little cold. Okay. Maybe, but if you're really ill, you just want to lie there and you lose interest in food. And that'd be part of the body's adaptation to fighting off a serious viral infection. And so there may be something to this is that uh, fasting, um, as a, you know, routine may offer benefits in terms of, um, Protection against COVID. Interesting study. I mean, you don't have to go to that extreme to eat a healthy diet, exercise, take the right supplements, sleep adequately, minimize your stress, eat, uh, you know, breathe clean air and use clean water. These are also factors that have a big impact. 877-726-8255, our number. This is Intelligent Medicine.
2: Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. We put the power in probiotics. We were the first to emphasize the importance of postbiotic metabolites in creating and maintaining the biodiversity of flora in the gut microbiome for optimal digestion, gut, brain, immune, and hormonal health. Multi-year fermentation is key in producing the postbiotic metabolites that are found in exceptional probiotics like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Healthy fruits and vegetables are fermented, resulting in over 500 postbiotic metabolites for optimum digestive and immune support. As you know, I'm a big
0: proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically-researched active ingredients, and with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash HOFFMAN for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number during the program, but also you can record a question, as did this listener. Let's hear it. I'm 58 years old and recently went in to have labs
2: done. My main concern when I made the appointment was my hormone imbalance. Uh, They did a TSH and that came back at 1.230.
0: And because they say that was normal, they did no additional testing for T3 or T4. Also, my A1C came back at 6.5. They've put me on metformin for three months, 500 milligrams I take every morning. My concern is if my TSH is normal, why do I have facial hair? And this is going on since menopause, which was like back in 2012. I appreciate everything you do, Dr. Hoffman. Thanks so much. Okay. This is a great question. And So this individual is uh, 59, if I recall correctly, and uh, is uh, you're wondering, is there a hormonal imbalance? And clearly there is a hormonal imbalance. It's just the doctors aren't uh, determining it. Uh, they're looking at thyroid function in kind of a gross way, looking at TSH. TSH is in the normal range, but there's a possibility that with additional testing, we could find that the thyroid is underworking. But I'm less worried about the thyroid than I'm worried about the blood sugar. And that is a hormonal problem, uh, namely insulin. Uh, insulin resistance means that you're pumping out insulin, but it's not doing its job. And that's why they gave you metformin at a dose that's probably trivial and will do virtually nothing. And I wonder what kind of nutritional advice was dispensed at that visit because uh, hemoglobin A1C of 6.5 is definitely in the diabetic range. And then there's the facial hair. Well, what's that about? Uh, in women who experience uh, insulin resistance, who have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, there's an overproduction of masculinizing hormones uh, DHEA and testosterone. And so that is at least part of the equation. If we did a little deeper dive and it turns out the diet can moderate that, uh, the higher your insulin, the higher it drives up, uh, your androgens if you're a woman and it interferes with your hormonal balance. So yeah, there definitely is something to be done on the hormonal level, but it starts with diet along with a program of moderate exercise to reduce some of that uh, excess body fat you don't talk about your bodily dimensions but it's likely that you're carrying extra weight with a hemoglobin a1c of 6.5 and um so you really need a a, a very uh balanced program of yeah medication but also you know it's important to emphasize a very low carb diet uh along with uh, exercise and other things that will help sensitize you to insulin, such as chromium, uh, berberine, gymnema. These are some of the things that we use to stabilize people's blood sugar, biotin, cinnamon. These are some of the uh, nutrients that can have an impact on blood sugar control and insulin resistance. And if you have uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, consider inositol. So, I mean, I'm not going to diagnose you on the radio. Uh, I just am pointing in the direction that you may want to go to... Find out more about uh, your imbalance. Not sure where you're calling from, but it sounds like wherever you are, the medical care there is kind of perfunctory. They just drop one little Metformin pill on you and send you on your way without further investigation or encouragement to make some big changes in your diet and your lifestyle. 877-726-8255, our number. And here's a reassuring study for folks like me. Uh, I exercise a lot. I cycle and I run and I run on concrete and uh, in the streets of New York and elsewhere. And uh, could I be at uh, approaching the age of 70, grinding my knees into oblivion? And the question here is, could physical activity be a risk factor for knee osteoarthritis? Uh, And what they discovered, they looked at 5,000 patients over five to 12 years The patients didn't have osteoarthritis at the beginning of the study, so they wanted to see if over the years when they were active, they developed it, and it turns out this study did not find any correlation between recreational activity, sports, walking, or cycling with incident knee osteoarthritis. So the take-home message is providers should continue to help promote exercise, strength training, and weight loss for osteoarthritis because we know that excess weight creates more inflammation, puts more uh, gravitational pressure on your joints. We can encourage patients to take part in recreational activity as this likely will not cause OA or osteoarthritis. So I am reassured and we'll keep on running. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, our number, plenty of time next hour for your calls. This is Intelligent Medicine.